this. All right, can you all see that? Give me a thumbs up. Full screen. Perfect. All right, so we are back into our bodybuilding series. And today we're gonna to be looking at uh, some bicep workouts. Now we're, we're not doing our physical workouts, but we are looking at building the body of Christ. And, and in, in this series, we're spending some time looking at uh, the different gifts that God gives each of us uh, that we all contribute to the body. So uh, I hope you've all filled out the, the Wagner House survey that we sent out. If you haven't already, uh, I encourage you to do that. Uh, not so much that it's, a, it's the be-all, end-all of, of surveys, and, uh, but, but really it's just a helpful starting point for us to, to kind of see some of the ways God has gifted us. And with this survey, it's kind of backwards looking. It, it looks at your, the experiences you've already had. So uh, I encourage you, if you do this survey, don't let it box you in. If, if you have a few dominant gifts that the survey tells you you have, don't just say, those are my gifts and I can't have any other gifts. Or uh, don't let it make you feel stuck. Um, it's just a helpful starting point. Um, I think sometimes when we think about spiritual gifts, we... We th kind of think about them like personality traits. Uh, we, we think about them like, yeah, like personality traits that are kind of static and unchanging and we're just kind of stuck with, right? Uh, but the biblical picture of spiritual gifts is actually quite different than this. Uh, so there's a few, a few aspects in scripture that show us that spiritual gifts um, are, are different than our personality or our natural abilities. So for one... Paul tells us to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and he says especially prophecy. Uh, in another example that Julie just read, Jesus tells us to ask, seek, and knock uh, for gifts from God. And so, so these, these both kind of imply that God can give us new gifts. He can give us new abilities for the kingdom if we ask and if we seek and if we desire. Uh, so, so I just want to encourage you with the survey that uh, it's just a helpful starting point. And if, if, you, if there's things that are not on your dominant list, uh, but, but things, gifts that you really desire, I encourage you to continue to desire them and continue to pray for them. And actually, as, as a pastor, it's my deep desire for all of us as, as a congregation that we all have a deep hunger for more of the things of God. That's one of my strongest desires for us, that, that we'll say, Lord, I want everything you can give to me. I want all the gifts you have available. And just to have that deep hunger. Okay, so that's just one preliminary thing I wanted to, to discuss this morning. Um, just one more quick thing before we dive into these specific gifts I have listed here. Um, I just want to outline some of the ways that spiritual gifts are given. So when we look at scripture, there's a, there's a few different ways that the spiritual gifts are given from God to us. So the first one is that the... Oh, sorry, one second. There we go. Uh, the first is that the Holy Spirit gives gifts as he wills. So uh, the Holy Spirit can give you a gift anytime he wants. <laughs> he's, he's autonomous and powerful. Uh, I remember the first time I spoke in tongues, it was kind of a, it was kind of a random moment. It, I wasn't seeking it. I wasn't praying for it. Um, it was just kind of a random time. I just felt r this really strong urge to, to speak in tongues. And, and so that was, that was kind of this way where the Holy Spirit just gave me a gift kind of as he willed. 
Uh, the second is through impartation. We see that a few times in the New Testament. And this often has uh, the laying on of hands. So, so we see a lot, especially in the book of Acts or in 2 Timothy or Romans, uh, the, the early church would lay their hands on someone and uh, they could in, impart a spiritual gift to them. Paul talks about this with Timothy as well. Uh, the next one is prophetic revelation. So we see, again, with Timothy, um, they laid hands on him and they prophesied that he would ha have a certain spiritual gift. They saw what God was giving to Timothy. So that often comes with impartation as well. And the last one is through prayer. Um, again, the passage Julie read this morning is that we can ask for God's gifts. And it's interesting, actually, in that verse, we our English doesn't translate it very well because it says ask, seek, and knock. But in Greek, it actually means go on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. Uh, we don't have uh, a word that explains that very well, but it's a continuous sense. So, uh, so yeah, those were just a couple preliminary things. I think it's important for us as we go through this spiritual gift series to have an understanding of how do we receive the gifts? Uh, what, is the, what do the scriptures talk about in terms of the ways that the gifts function. So keep that in the back of your mind as we work through the next few weeks. All right. So today we are talking about the gifts of helps, mercy, service, hospitality, giving, and craftsmanship. So we're going to cover a lot today. So hold on to your uh, horses and, and journey with me as we do this together. Uh, so if you remember back last week, Wayne painted this picture for us uh, about kind of how the spiritual gifts function. And he talked about how, imagine that you have a clogged sink. Uh, you walk into your kitchen and your sink is starting to overflow. And imagine all the members of your family come and gather around this sink and they say, okay, what are we going to do to fix this? Each person that comes to the sink is going to bring us a, a unique gift. They're going to bring a unique ability or a unique way of thinking about things that's going to help you fix the problem. So one person might be very service oriented and they might say, I'll go buy, out the, I'll go buy the parts for the sink. I don't mind. Uh, I'll do the, the hard work if you want me to plunge the sink or something like that. Uh, someone else who's maybe a little bit more administrative or, or logistical might think, uh, we need this certain kind of faucet and we need it's going to cost around this much uh, and they'll think in terms of the logistics of the situation so uh, this picture is really just intended to make us think that we all have different ways different motivations when we come to a situation and we also have different skills uh, that god has given us so this morning i mentioned a bunch of gifts the way we're going to take a look at them this morning is by focusing just briefly on each one. And uh, a lot of these are very similar. They have a lot of similar flavors to them, uh, like mercy and service and hospitality. And they're all kind of in the same bubble, uh, no pun intended. But, uh, but we're going to focus on each one and, and just kind of show what's the subtle difference between each one. So we're, we're going to start out with the gift of mercy. So the gift of mercy. Um, 
sorry, just before we start this, uh, this these whole category of gifts, uh, helps, mercy, service, hospitality, um, these are all, uh, these are all just, I'll just explain kind of this, this group of people. And actually, let's go back to the, to the sink uh, metaphor. So when you're, when you're have this sink that's broken, the people who are in this category of mercy and service, they're the ones who will say, uh, oh, you need a special part for that sink. I'll run out and grab it to this. I'll run out to the store and grab it really quick. No problem. Uh, or they're the people that will say, maybe they'll say to the plumber, oh man, you look like you've had a really long day. Why don't you come and sit down and I'll make you, I made a pie and why don't you have a piece of my pie that I just made? Uh, there are these people that really bring life and they, they really bring a lot of joy. They're actually just people you really want to be around because they really care about you. They're really hospitable, uh, really generous, typically very selfless people. And, and so when it comes to church, uh, these are often the people that really bring community and bring joy and life to the church. And, and typically they often embody love in a very powerful way. Uh, a very tangible way um, because these people don't often they don't need to be in the spotlight typically they don't they don't need to be praised uh, but they're willing to do kind of the behind the scenes work of of really what we're called to as the church to love one another to care for one another so those are just some general features about people in these with these gifts so now on to the gift of mercy the gift of mercy is the ability to feel and show strong empathy towards someone who is suffering. The ability to feel and show strong empathy towards someone who is suffering. So what distinguishes the gift of mercy from these other, these other merciful type gifts is that um, there's often typically a strong feeling uh, in, involved or a strong, maybe a strong feeling towards justice or or towards compassion uh, to people. And so for example, if you're someone who every time you walk down, maybe downtown Toronto or downtown Kitchener, and you see someone who's homeless, if you're a person who always says, oh, we have to go get them something, maybe we should get them some food or, or give them some money. If that's your, your kind of your go-to desire, uh, it's very likely you have the gift of mercy. Uh, oftentimes people who have this gift, they're often leading the charge at uh, soup kitchens or justice organizations or uh, even things like healing ministries. A lot of people who, who have a strong desire to heal uh, are motivated by mercy as well. So a good biblical example of someone with this gift is the Good Samaritan. So if you remember that story, the Samaritan saw someone who had been hurt and who was in need. And he did all the practical things that needed to be done to help that person. He was moved to mer by mercy to heal up his wounds, um, put him in the hotel, pay for his hotel. Uh, a very, very practical way of showing him that uh, he was loved. But this was motivated by mercy. And actually, another example of this uh, gift is when Jesus saw th these two blind men in Matthew 20 two blind men came running up to Jesus and they said, Lord, please have mercy on us. And Jesus, Jesus healed them because of his mercy on them. And so, so mercy is not necessarily just attached to, 
providing for people's physical needs. It also is people can be moved by mercy to move in some spirit, some powerful spiritual gifts as well. Uh, so in, in this case, healing, you can be moved by the gift of mercy to pray for healing for someone. So if you have this gift, I want to encourage you. Uh, sometimes people who don't have this gift can be confused by this gift. Sometimes people who don't have this would say, why are you supporting someone who, who is addicted to drugs and they're not, they're not improving? Why are you supporting this person who doesn't deserve to be supported? Uh, sometimes people can think like that and say things like that. But I want to encourage you, if you have the gift of mercy, uh, keep serving people. Don't let people's criticism quench your desire to, to serve. Um, God was merciful to us and he, uh, he saved us while we were still sinners. He, Christ died for us while we were still sinners. So that is a tremendous act of mercy that God has done to us. And so remember that and remember that we can show mercy to people who, who don't deserve it, like, like any of us deserve mercy. So one, one caution to people who, who have the gift of mercy is just be careful with boundaries. I think sometimes people are, they're, they're wanting to help so much and uh, sometimes it's, it's okay to, to step back and just be cautious with, with what you're helping someone with or, or uh, just be careful that you don't overstep your boundaries at certain points. Uh, I think this is, this is good for just a general principle. So that's the gift of mercy. So let's move on to the gift of service. This is very similar, but it, but it has a, a unique flavor to it. So what the gift of service is, it's the ability to identify unmet needs and to do them without hesitation. So this is not necessarily motivated by mercy or, um, or compassion, but it's, sometimes it's just motivated by a desire to serve. I just wanna help. Uh, a really good example of this is um, when I was growing up, our church used to meet in a gym. And so every, every Sunday we would have to move all the tables away from the service and put all the chairs in. And there was a lot of work involved with setup and tear down and, and that kind of thing. And I remember there was always one family who came early, stayed late, and they did all the heavy lifting. They just, all they did, they moved all the tables, they moved all the chairs. Uh, they didn't do it to be in the spotlight. They just did it because this was something that needed to get done. And we just want to help. We want to serve. We want to get it done. Uh, isn't that a very, isn't that a beautiful characteristic to have? Isn't that such a nice, uh, it, it's such a posture of servanthood. Uh, it's, it's similar to the, the passage that John was reading this morning about how, how Jesus came as a servant. And, and so this, this characteristic, I think, is very is very beautiful. Um, I remember hearing a quote a while back that I thought was was really interesting. It said, uh, "Everyone wants to change the world, but no one wants to do the dishes." <laughs> I, I thought that was such a it was such a powerful quote because we we all want to make the world a better place. Everyone wants to fill the world with justice and make the world a better place, and and but. But do we want to do the dishes? Do we want to do the work that's involved in making the world a better place? And so the people who have the gift of service are those who do make the world a better place. They're the ones who, who do the work 
that needs to get done and they do it with an attitude and a posture of humility. So if you have, I want to encourage you, if you have this gift, if you resonate with some of these things, uh, I just want to encourage you and say that you, you are living out a posture that is very close to the, to the posture of Jesus. Uh, you're very close to the heart of Jesus. Uh, if you're willing to do the tasks that no one else wants to do, uh, if you're willing to serve when no one's watching, um, this is such a beautiful characteristic. This is something that Jesus often talked about. And so I encourage you, uh, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Uh, I've heard many people talk about, uh, they would share stories with me about how they went and served someone or they took the shoes off their feet and gave them to someone else. But, but you don't need to share all the, the moments when you're helping other people. Just do it privately so that it's just between you and God. Obviously, it's not always possible to do it privately, but, but if that's your heart to serve, uh, don't try to, just don't do it to be in the limelight. Uh, and just one caution to, if you feel that you have this gift of service, one caution would be just to be careful that people don't use you. Uh, sometimes there's, there's leaders who have very strong personalities and they'll find people who are willing to help and they'll just put them to work and, and not really care about the person's needs. Or, um, so if you have this gift, uh, just be careful that people don't take advantage uh, and use you. All right, so we're moving on to the gift of helps. Uh, this, this one's fairly similar to the gift of service. Um, some people... I've looked into some people uh, distinguish this from the gift of serving uh, by saying that this gift is more specific to helping someone in ministry. So, so I've defined it here as the ability. Uh, sorry, the it's when people are willing to invest their time, energy, and resources to uh, in the ministry of another person. So, so some people see this as more ministry focused. And so in, in the scriptures, a lot of people see this as uh, an example of this would be the women who helped support Jesus when he was uh, doing his ministry. So there's a few points in scripture where it talks about this group of women. Uh, there was, I think there was a few Marys and, and a Martha who, who everywhere Jesus went, they provided for him and they helped him and, and cared for him. So that's kind of the, the thought behind what distinguishes the gift of helps from, from the gift of service. Um, so, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this one cause it is, it is quite similar to the gift of service. Uh, so my encouragement to people who feel that they, they have this gift is similar. Um, my encouragement would be to, uh, that this is such a beautiful gift, uh, the willingness to be behind the scenes and the willingness to be, to be not have to be in the spotlight. Uh, it's a very beautiful thing. And my caution would be the same. Just be careful that people don't use you. Uh, sometimes leaders will just use the people that are supporting them. And, and, and so just be cautious with that. All right, the gift of hospitality. So this one is a little bit unique uh, from the other gifts in that the, the gift of hospitality is the desire to host people in your home. Not just that, but to include them in your life rhythms. So you don't actually have to have people in your home to be a hospitable person. 
I think it encompasses more than that. It encompasses a desire to just have people around you and bring them into your life situation and to just kind of do life with other people. Um, a biblical example of this is Lydia. It's just a short one, short passage of, of scripture that says, as soon as Lydia was baptized, she welcomed the apostles in her house and it strongly encouraged them to come to her house and stay with her. So um, it's just that strong desire, come to my place. I will host you. I will take care of your needs and look after you. Um, anyone know someone like this, people like this? My, uh, my in-laws are really hospitable people. Um, they, when you come to their house it, house, it just feels natural to just walk in and say, hey, how's it going? And, and uh, do you guys know anyone like that where as you, you feel very comfortable just going to their house? You know they're going to let you welcome you in and pour you a tea and, and make you some food. Uh, it, people with that kind of where you just feel comfortable coming to their place, those people often have a strong gift of hospitality. So um, if you have this gift, I want to encourage you and say that hospitality is kind of a lost art these days. Uh, the, our culture is very isolated and, and people are kind of encouraged to stay. Well, obviously we're encouraged to stay in our homes right now, but, but generally we're, we're not encouraged to rely on other people or to spend a lot of time with other people. So uh, if you have this gift of hospitality, I encourage you to use it a lot. And, and uh, this, this gift is, is so strong in creating community. It's so strong in making people feel loved and supported. And it's so strong in building deep relationships. And this is what we're called to. So if you have this gift, one caution would be another, another, Caution would just be to be careful with boundaries. I know some people who've let so many people into their house and sometimes it's caused issues. And, and so it's just good to be wise and to, uh, to be careful with that. But, but I don't want to quench your desire to have people over. So if you have this gift, it's such a beautiful thing. All right, under the gift of giving. So the gift of giving is the desire to give generously and with faith that God will provide for all of your needs. It's, it, it's, it must, I think it's important that it has both of those elements. Because people who have lots of money and they're able to portion off their giving and, and give that away, um, I don't think that's not, that's not necessarily the gift of giving. Um, it usually comes along with a strong trust that I'm going to give away a lot and I'm going to trust that God's going to provide for my needs. Uh, it goes above and beyond what other people normally would give. And so obviously this is not just a gift for people who have money. It's not just a gift for rich, rich people. Uh, I know a lot of homeless people who are extremely generous and are able to, are willing to give whatever they have to other people. So actually one example in the Bible of this gift is, if you remember back, there was the story where Jesus and his disciples were watching people give their uh, their tithes and this this little old lady uh, this old widow comes and puts two I think it was two coins in and all the the religious leaders were throwing in big bags of money and Jesus says she has put more money in there than all of them because she gave out of her poverty and they gave out of their wealth and she she gave all she had to live on and so 
and he was actually encouraging her. He was saying she's doing, she, she has faith. She's giving out of a posture of faith. <laughs> I think sometimes if, what would we do if we saw that happening? If we saw someone in our church who was really poor, give away all their money to either the church or to, to someone in need, but we'd probably say, no, 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 no. You keep that. <laughs> you keep that. You need to save that up. Why don't you save? And, and eventually you'll, you'll have enough to, to share with other people. Isn't that the attitude we have sometimes that we, we, we kind of quench this desire of, uh, for people to give generously and, and for people to trust God with their, uh, their, his provision for them. So I want to encourage you, if you have this gift, uh, sometimes people don't understand it. Uh, sometimes people will see your generosity and say, uh, you're not being a good steward with your finances. Or, or they might say, uh, you're not being wise with what God's given you. You're not being wise with your resources. Uh, but I want to encourage you, it's okay to disagree with people on that. Because there are lots of scriptures where Jesus says, uh, I will provide for your needs uh, if you trust in me. And other places where, where it says, whoever sows generously will reap generously. Uh, so, so continue to trust in God and continue to have faith that he will provide for you. One caution, if you have this gift, uh, if you're married, consult your spouse. <laughs> it's a very, very important practical tip. Uh, don't just go giving away tons of money and, and expecting that. And not just your spouse, but if you have family, uh, it's good to consult with people before you make these big decisions. So, all right, so that's the gift of giving. Hang in there, we're almost there. The last gift we're gonna talk about this morning is the gift of craftsmanship. So this one is, is distinct from the other gifts. All the other gifts are similar in flavor. This one is a bit more unique. So what the gift of craftsmanship is, uh, it's the desire and the artistry to create things that draw others into a deep experience of God. So uh, the, the New Testament doesn't talk a lot about this one, but the Old Testament has a few, a few pretty cool examples of people who, are, who the Spirit gave the gift of craftsmanship to. So in, actually in Exodus, uh, in Exodus when they were building the tabernacle, uh, it talks about how God gave his Spirit to someone. And they, well, I'll just read the passage here. It says, it says, see, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. So this is the Holy Spirit gifting someone to be talented with crafts and to with art and uh today there's lots of people who have this strong ability to create whether it's music whether it's art whether it's poetry or decorations or uh, anything like that the holy spirit sometimes gifts people with this gift and it and what it does is that it evokes strong emotions towards god have you ever listen to a song and the words of the song just really evoked a strong emotion towards God 
or or you saw a piece of art or or something like that that when you looked at it you said wow lord you are amazing this is uh like something within you got stirred up uh, a lot of this is the result of people who have that gift of craft craftsmanship now the key difference between this and just being an art art artistic person is that the gift of craftsmanship always draws people uh, closer to God. It always evokes a response towards God. Whereas if, if you're just a generally artistic person, sometimes you can decorate things and people will just say, oh, that looks really nice or, or uh, it doesn't always point people and draw people towards God. So that's, that's the key difference here. And, and another thing is that people who have this gift, they're often able to see meaning and nuance in, in things. So sometimes they'll see meaning in words or nuances in words that are that most people wouldn't notice. And, and so they're able to craft and use this, this underlying meaning and nuance to speak, uh, speak powerfully and, and create things that are powerful. So my encouragement to you is that if you have this gift, uh, you are likely a person who brings a lot of color and life to the world. And like I said, these people are often able to communicate very deep realities in ways that are powerful. So I want to encourage you in that if you, if you feel that this is a gift that God's given you. Uh, and just one caution is with this gift is that uh, just ensure that the things you're doing are for God's glory. I know a lot of people who are gifted as musicians or, or as uh, they're gifted in decorating. And a lot of it is just kind of for self-glory. They, they create things just so people will praise them. So my caution for people who have this gift is just to make sure your art is directed towards God. All right. So there we did it. We, we covered all of these, I think it was six, six gifts. So I just, uh, as, as we wrap up here, I want to ask if you guys, if anyone has any questions, I will stop sharing my screen and we can have a conversation here. Does anyone have any questions? If you do, feel free to unmute and... Am I unmuted? Yes, oh, yeah. Speak. Um, very small point, but in my mind, I equate not letting your left hand know what your right hand doing in giving. Yeah, for sure. And that because that's, that's that, that is scriptural. Yeah, that's the context of the verse where Jesus says that, for sure. So, so that would that would apply to to giving as well. Very um, much. That, that is the context of what Jesus was saying there. To when you're yeah. giving, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing for sure thanks colin anyone else have any questions or, or thoughts all right so as we wrap up here, um, we're just going to do a quick, uh, oh, we have a question here. So we have one question in the chat is, I know a lot of people who have been given these 
gifts from birth and are not Christians? How do these gifts differ from those that God gives supernaturally? So uh, Wayne talked a little bit about this last week. And so often in scripture, the gifts, people have categorized them into three categories. There's motivational gifts, there's manifestation gifts, and there's ministry gifts. So motivational gifts are often ones like these, where the gift of helps, the gift of encouragement, the uh, gift of mercy. These are often gifts that many people have, even non-Christians have these as well. Um, I think when we become Christians, God increases that within us. Uh, I think he, well, he wants to increase all of these, these features within us as we submit to him. So, so those motivational gifts are often ones that people, non-Christians have as well. Uh, the manifestation gifts are ones like prophecy, healing, uh, tongues and interpretation, those ones that are a little bit more miraculous and, and uh, in that way. And th those are ones that God gives when he gives a person his, the Holy Spirit. And then ministry gifts would also be when you have the Spirit. Uh, God gifts you with a, a certain calling. So I hope that answers your question there. All right, so as, as we wrap up here, uh, we wanted to bring in someone who uh, we felt has a strong, a strong gifting in a lot of these areas. So, so uh, we asked uh, Derek Herget to answer a few questions for us. Um, we know Derek has, has done a lot at the church and, and has a strong heart for serving people, uh, a strong heart for loving people, and we love that about him. So <laughs> we, we asked him if he'd be willing to answer a few questions just to for us to kind of put a face to some of these gifts. And I know Derek is gifted in, in many other ways and some of the manifestation gifts as well. So, uh, but, but I'm really glad he has agreed to, to share a little bit about uh, his heart behind or, or what it's like to have these, these gifts. So I'm gonna ask Derek a few questions and he's gonna answer them. So Derek, how are you doing? <laughs> Doing great, Jake. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> Thanks for uh, being willing to help. Not a problem. So, Derek, when did you first notice that you had this disposition towards serving others? And is there is there one of these gifts that I talked about this morning that you resonate with the most? Um, definitely mercy. Yeah, uh, is one I resonate the most, and um, service. Okay, uh, those two for sure. Um, we're going to date, uh, back when, uh, I did not have a beard, uh, which I can't even remember how long ago that was, but, um, uh, when I was in grade six, uh, when I was a child, um, in elementary school, I was, a, a very troubled child. I would get in trouble a lot, suspended, um, uh, pick on people, uh, police were heavily involved, um, yeah, and then uh, when I was in grade six, my guidance counselor, who was also my grade six teacher, uh, knew that there, you know, there was good in me. Um, so she sought that out, and she asked if I, in the afternoons every day at school, uh, if I would like to go up to the church on the hill. Uh, there was a nursery in there, and um, uh, to help lead circle time activities and, and be involved in that. And I kind of went for it. I was like, well, it gets me out of school. Why not? <laughs> uh, kind of attitude. But um, 
I did that for three months and uh, I, I thought I was a huge help and I, I really, it grew my heart um, by helping these little kids and preparing snack time and, and all that stuff with them. So I think it really started uh, back in grade six. Cool. Um, are you willing to share about a time when you, you did something out of a spirit of mercy service? Well, I guess mercy and service were the ones you resonated with the most. Do you have a specific story that you remember of, of a time? Uh, not necessarily a specific one, but um, I think ever since then, um, actually it took about a few more years after grade six for me to uh, really come to the, the knowledge that I'm here to help people uh, mm -hmm. in any possible way that I can. Uh, just like somebody said, I was not a Christian back then. Mm -hmm. um but looking back on that it was uh, it, it's a gift uh from god for me to provide these uh gifts to people um but i i've i've yeah always been that person to always help to volunteer to help fundraise um yeah i've been doing that uh for for many of years now and i um i you know, being a parent now, I, I've also uh, helped my family. I've almost kind of volunteered them that they're going to help me out kind of thing, but um, which they don't like, but at the same time, uh, their hearts do grow um, while volunteering as well and, and, and seeing everybody's joy um, as you're helping them, whatever it is, um, is awesome. Yeah. And, and just as, as Derek's sharing, I, uh, being, serving others and, and looking up for those in need is something we're all supposed to do as Christians. It's not just those who have the gift of mercy, right? And so, so as we, there's certain people like, I think like Derek, who are very strongly gifted in this, and we can really learn a lot from him. So, so uh, another question here, Derek. Uh, imagine some Trinity folks got together and said, we really want to run an event. Derek, what ideas do you have? What, what would you likely bring to the table? Or what would be going, who would be on your mind when we said, let's run an event? Pitch me some ideas, Derek. <laughs> um, I would definitely uh, ask everybody, you know, if this particular event, would it be benefit, who would it be benefiting? Would it be benefiting our community, uh, the marginalized people in our region? Um, you know, just kind of starting out like that. Um, it's always a good idea to figure out who you're trying to do the works for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who, who would you want to do the works for? <laughs> who would you want us to make sure we don't disclude? Uh, ultimately, God. <laughs> yes. Um, but, I mean, it all depends on, on the situation. It all depends on, on what the, the fundraiser is or what... Um, mm -hmm. Uh, what the event is like yeah. um, uh, recently uh, in the last well I guess since middle of COVID um, uh, the church has uh, sought me out and, and asked for ideas for particular ways that we could help out our community and specific um, the community uh, around Trinity so the uh, conservation meadows and uh, North Lake area um so one of the ones <laughs> yeah hats off to the panels there um 
So one of the things that I've been really passionate about uh, ever since joining Trinity about 10 years ago uh, was to do some kind of a food drive. And um, I helped uh, spearhead that. And uh, wow, like the community was uh, just overblown with all the, the generosity. And so so was the church. Um, so I think uh, um, I'm not boasting by any means by saying, you know, like I, I was a big part of that because it was a, a, a big team through Trinity. Um, but I, I do like that um, my idea of that uh, came to fruition. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that's a really good example of, of you were motivated by a desire to serve those in our community. And you couldn't have done it on your own, probably. We could have, but it would have been very hard to... <laughs> To make it work well right so so when you pitched that idea we had other people who were more maybe more administrative who came up with some of the logistical questions and and asked those questions and and coordinated who was going to go out who was going to pick things up uh so so you can see how all these different gifts work together but uh see how how derek's initial desire was there's people in need uh wouldn't it be so nice to do a food drive and not everyone has that that kind of initial desire to um, that that initial feeling of mercy towards certain groups. Uh, so so that is such a huge blessing to us, Derek. Uh, la uh, there's two more questions. Have you had any challenges in this gifting? Has has there been anything any ways that this gifting has been a struggle? Uh, lots of challenges. Um, a lot of it has to do with uh, overbooking myself. So mm -hmm. uh, not understanding when to say no. And Jake kind of touched upon that uh, this morning. Um, so I, I'm starting to be the type of guy that uh, when I book something in, I will start to put it on my calendar. Mm -hmm. um, because if I don't, I'm just totally going to forget about it. And then I might overbook myself. Um, I, I serve on a bunch of committees as well as doing a lot of fundraising for our uh, community and, and region. So I do tend to overbook myself and it's not until, um, you know, I, I start to feel overwhelmed and I start to feel um, some anger um, that I realize, okay, I need to back away from some of these things. Mm -hmm. And then I start to pray on, pray to God, uh, what can I take away? What, what is it you would like me to set aside so I can lift that, that heavy burden off my shoulders? Um, also, what I've learned is to talk to my wife and talk to my family when new uh, initiatives come up. Um, I myself tend to, when I hear about something, all right, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, my family gets, you know, quite upset because we've, you know, it, it's not feasible or we had other plans, you know, kind of thing. So like mm -hmm. communication is definitely key to, uh, uh, to this gift. Yeah. No, that's, that's a very good point. Those are all very good points. All right, last question. What is your advice for others who may want to grow in these gifts? 
uh, definitely pray, uh, pray on this and, and see where, where God leads you to, uh, um, to help out. Um, I would like to say, you know, you could ask me, um, where, um, I know a, a lot of events that are happening around our region. So you can always, uh, ask me for contacts. Um, but yeah, prayer, prayer is, is huge. And it's something I didn't have, uh, when I was non-Christian. Um, but now that I am, um, I think God has, has, uh, grown in me, um, in the way that I, uh, do my, uh, my works throughout our community. Mm -hmm. Great. And, and never, um, this is what I, I used. So when I'm doing a lot of my works, um, it is, uh, for charitable reasons, um, or I need help with something. So I, if you are a friend on my Facebook um, or Twitter, like I'm always branching out that way, but I'm not boasting about what I'm doing. Like, hey, check out what I'm doing kind of thing. I'm always trying to recruit. Um, but years ago, that wasn't the case. I, I was totally boasting and trying to put myself um, higher than God. Um, but since being a, a Christian, giving my life to God, um, I've realized that like that is not uh, the way to go and uh, to always put him up um, at the top mm -hmm. yeah awesome well thanks so much Derek for being willing to answer some questions and I think that brings a lot of clarity to to what we've talked about today 